Hey, welcome back to another episode of State of the Art, the podcast that sits somewhere between the intersection of art and technology. Uh, I'm Gabe BC, your host. You can find us at State of the Art on Twitter or Instagram, or you can send me an email to gabe at thestateoftheart.org. Uh, it's funny that the email is .org, but everything else is .com. I don't know who set this up, but I still get the emails, so <laughs> go ahead and send it to me. Uh, last week, we had a great episode with Ross Goodwin. He was generating some live machine learning poetry for us on the air. So go back and check that one out if you haven't heard it already. He's super interesting. What's going on out there in the world? You're all probably inside. I mean, I hope you're inside. I've been inside now for a while. Uh, this podcast has been one of the great things to look forward to every week. So let me know uh, if there's something that you want to hear or, or a guest even you have a suggestion for to be on the show. We've got some good people lined up coming up. But yeah, I've been doing my thing here in my in my living room, uh, working on some new pieces uh, when I have a chance, but also teaching classes on the Zoom, which has been fun. Uh, I don't know if you've gotten Zoom bombed yet. That seems a little scary. I haven't been Zoom bombed yet, but I, I feel like that day is coming. We'll see what happens. Um, for those of you who don't know, Zoom bombing is when somebody just enters the room and starts saying things or you know, someone who's not supposed to be there. But I've been playing a lot of trivia games. That's been kind of fun also. Uh, I like this Jackbox trivia. It's fun to play with a bunch of friends. Uh, a lot of museums are going uh, virtual now. Just got a message today that Hauser & Worth in Los Angeles now is going into virtual reality. So that's really interesting. It's something that we can explore going forward. Um, just the idea of virtual exhibitions taking the place of the regular in-person IRL exhibitions. I wonder actually if this is going to open up the digital art market too in a way. Just the idea that people will become so comfortable with seeing things digitally um, because that's the only way we're going to be able to see them for a while. Speaking of that, we have a great guest today. Uh, John Hahn is our guest. He's an illustrator. He works with the New York Times, New York Magazine, a bunch of other clients. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's out there. You've probably seen his work. If you ever opened the New York Times, uh, you probably encountered a John Hahn piece. And what's really interesting about John is that he works in a purely digital format, but he incorporates all sorts of different techniques to create these compelling, surreal illustrations. Uh, I met John, we were doing an augmented reality residency together with Adobe, and we had to come up with a different project every week. And uh, he was sort of this very reassuring, creative presence while we were doing that that residency. So I asked him if he would be on the podcast and we had a great discussion about how he comes up with ideas for creative prompts. You know, the New York Times will hand him a, a story and say, draw this, <laughs> but you'd be surprised to see what he creates. So uh, go ahead and check out the Instagram. But for now, let's get this episode going. All right, let's welcome John Hahn to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, how are things going for you during this kind of chaotic time? <laughs> Um, I think that they're, uh, they're going okay. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty crazy with what that, like with everything that's going on. And, uh, um, I mean, I mean, it's, it's as good as it possibly could be right now. I think, you know, when I know is pretty much healthy and, you know, okay for the most part. So, um, you know, I think that that's, that's something to be really sort of happy about. And you're in LA currently? Yeah, I'm in LA, uh, in LA right now. And you, yeah. you grew up in LA, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like born and raised down here. So um, it's, you know, it's like coming back home. And when you were when you were a kid growing up, did you always want to be an artist? And what sort of what was the point when you decided to pursue an artistic life? Um, I think uh, I, I was always into comics when I was really young. And uh, that kind of stuff kind of got me into appreciating art. But uh, I I wasn't really into, I didn't really think 
as a career until um until like after during college basically so in high school you weren't you weren't drawing or was the, when did when did that sort of evolve uh, i was drawing in high school it was like the only um honors class that i had uh-huh. so um so that's like the uh that was like the the thing that raised my gpa i think uh but i still <laughs> never really thought i never thought about it as like a, a career choice you know it was more like hey i like to draw and i rather draw than take calculus and I, you know you know or do some other you know course you know i just i just felt like it was sort of a fun thing to do and i was okay at it mm-hmm. i wasn't i wouldn't say i was good at it you know like there were other students in my class that were really really great and so then you you went to college and decided to go and pursue art at, at that point or was it because you just sort of like didn't know what else to do or wh- why did you pick art at that point to to kind of look into more uh, chose art because um because I, you know, I went to a community college and I was, I think I was kind of gearing up to just become a mechanic. Um, and, and, um, and one of my really good friends from high school, um, we would always call him up to like go out and hang out with other friends that were at UCLA and whatnot. And, um, he just would always say he's studying. And I, I would think that that was the funniest thing ever. I was like, you're not, studying. you just like, don't want to come out with us. And, um, and at a certain point, like he was just like, Hey, I, um, actually transferring to like, uh, another, uh, to UCLA. And I was just like, I was like shocked. And I think, um, the fear of sort of being alone at this place, like, um, I was okay with like, um, you know, just, I was okay with kind of staying where I was with my friends around, but being like left behind kind of like the fear of that kind of shook me and uh i think after that i was like well i gotta try to do something that i'm i'm you know do do something else like i can't just go on this you know path so um i started trying to get into uh, art school and uh learning like what i needed to do to sort of get into art school and what were those steps i mean <laughs> you, were th- you were thinking about becoming a mechanic and then you decided like okay no it's going to be art school because otherwise i'll be left behind uh, so did you start yeah. painting or drawing at that point or what were you doing? Yeah. I, um, well, like, uh, like right after that, I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do engineering and, um, and that failed miserably, um, because I had no interest in it. And, um, and, you know, you know, um, I was just terrible. Like I would, I would, um, I would cheat off of this, uh, this like ex gangster Vietnamese guy and he was super <laughs> nice and he would cheat off of him. And, and after the course was over, he was just like, you know, you shouldn't do this. It's like not for you. <laughs> he gave you a life lesson. And he was like, you're cheating off yeah, me the entire me, course. Maybe, maybe art. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he, it was, it was like, it was like one of those moments that like really just like, you know, you, you think about things differently because yeah, he, he was so nice to let me cheat off of him. But, um, yeah, it, it occurred to me that like, yeah, I, I need to do something that I'm kind of more passionate about. And, um, after that, I just tried to like take the required courses, uh, to transfer to like an art school and also build my portfolio. So, you know, I started doing a lot of like life drawing stuff, um, painting courses. I did printmaking courses and, you know, even then like my teachers didn't really like me. I think that there was only like one, (laughs) there was like only one professor I think of that, that sort of was, um, 
was really supportive of me uh, trying to even go to like um, an art school. And even when I did get uh, accepted, which was kind of crazy in itself, because I, I think my portfolio was pretty terrible. Um, when I when I told one of my printmaking teachers, she was just like shocked, you know, like, she's like what? <laughs> That's the response yeah. you want to get from your teacher is like, wait, yeah. like they're questioning their entire life in that statement themselves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's really funny. I mean, I think that there's um, there's so many times when when things like that have happened to me, and I uh, I think it's kind of funny, but also maybe kind of sad when you look back at it. You know, like maybe <laughs> maybe you know, like I was doing something that like you know, I, I think I was just probably not really um focused and and sort of um yeah i don't think i i i was in a place where um i took challenges learning seriously and kind of like knowing that i can accomplish things you know um i think i just felt like kind of oh this is just something i'm gonna do and um we'll just see where it goes and i'm not really that interested Hmm. but you didn't give up at the same time even when teachers were telling you you know, this might not work out for you or we're surprised that you got into school. Like what, what is it behind that was kind of driving you to keep going with art at this point? Um, at that point it was just to do something and get out of like my community college, Mm -hmm. you know? So it was, it was just focused on trying to do something, if anything, you know, with my life. And, um, and I think once, you know, getting into art school, that's when I started understanding what like self-discipline was and kind of like um understanding that when you want to do something you know it takes hard work and uh focus and it it definitely helps when you're interested in in learning and getting better at at what you're doing so you went to school you went to uh where'd you go to school for for art in la i went to art center art center Center in and uh do you remember get after you graduated sort of what was your first professional assignment that you got as an illustrator or an artist yeah i do um i got really lucky and getting um the weekend after i graduated um i got a call from the new york times and um (laughs) how did that like they just found your number and how did they become aware of your your work in the first place um at the time like blogs were really really uh big and um my work had been featured on like um a blog and one of the art directors there saw my work and and reached out to me and it was like a funny moment because that weekend was also the weekend when my sister was graduating from med school so i was down in um in philadelphia and i couldn't take the job mm. and uh, i remember like they're never gonna call me again you know like this i just like blew my chance but um but i they called me like i think the weekend after and i did something for them and that was kind of like encouraging like right off right out of school to like get the opportunity to be like published, you know, in the New York times. And what was the prompt that they gave you? Or was it, was it based on a story that they wanted you to illustrate? Yeah, it was, it was based off of a story. I can't really remember, um, what the story was, but I totally remember the image and it was, it was kind of weird. I think it was, it's, um, it's, yeah, that whole sort of experience was funny too, because I think coming out of school, um, there's so much more of this, uh, like, I didn't know what illustration was and, and I didn't know like what my work work really looked like or what it was supposed to look like. So that whole experience was really, um, helpful too, because I remember, um, I gave them sketches and usually the way it works is you get a brief and, 
and um, you send in a few sketches for the story or um, or whatever project they're working on. And I remember I sent in two sketches of what I thought that they would like to see, and then one sketch that was like something that I would like to do. And thank goodness the art directors sort of chose the one that I wanted to do because I think that that could have been sort of like a turning point because if they had chosen something that um, my idea of what they like, I might've just, you know, my, my career might've went a totally different path. Hmm. That's fascinating. Like, I feel like that's a danger. A lot of artists run into, right. If you're being told that this is the way something should look, or you're celebrated for one type of work, you kind of go with that for the rest of your life because it's uh, successful. Um, But you kind of luckily fell into this place where, uh, your own creative voice was the one that they picked. What was the image of? Yeah. Do you remember like what the image looked like that you submitted? Yeah, it was. Uh, it's not really that pretty. It was just a bunch of people on this like, like stacked web web thing. I think it might have been something about maybe people supporting each other or something like that. Uh, uh, but it was like wasn't like an image that's like pretty. But yeah, it, it, the cool thing was that they did choose something that was more of my sort of uh what i was into at the time so um that just really did give me a lot more cur- like confidence and like um in knowing that hey no they want you they they're hiring you to solve a problem in your own way not in a way that um you think that they want you know is that how you view creating work is sort of po- problem solving uh, they give you a brief and then you sort of come up with a visual solution for it yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, especially with like commercial, commercial art, um, you know, you're getting hired to solve a problem for them. Um, but I do try to put in as much of my own, um, my own like interests and the things that I'm into. I, I always try to put that into the work. And if they have an issue with it, then you know, like I can always do changes and stuff. But I, I always try to put like my own twist on it and like. And bring in um, things from personal work or or um, other ideas I have, like visually into the work. And what kind of pre- uh, creative prompts do they usually assign to you? Like if you get, let's say, the New York Times calls you, do they give you a story or do they say, hey, we're thinking of doing something about, I guess, like coronavirus right now? Do you have any ideas about that? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how specific these prompts are. They can go, they, they go all over the place. So they can be super specific. Um, like, um, I recently did a story about, uh, sort of the coronavirus, um, impact on like Asian Americans Hmm. and, um, and, you know, or they can be really, really, um, they can be kind of like pitch based where you have an idea and you can pitch it to the, to, to clients and stuff like that. And, um, and sometimes they're a little bit more, uh, the, the prompts can be kind of more general, you know, like, um, uh, yeah, it could be kind of vague and you just need to get sort of the idea down. Do you have a favorite type of assignment? Um, like you're like, oh, I'm really I, waiting I, for that <laughs> that story on this specific topic <laughs> or something that you've always no, wanted I, I to that, respond to that you haven't yet? Um, I don't know. I just, I, I don't think that there's like a story per se. I think I just look at it as like challenges and I like, I like always doing new things and, and challenging myself. Um, but I think, you know, the more freedom you have is always great. You know, mm-hmm. like whenever you can express yourself as as much as possible, that's always like a, a thing that I like. 
How would you describe your style? I think you have such a particular style and we'll put up some photos of your work on Instagram for people to check out. But I'm curious how you would actually describe the look of your work. Um, I think, I feel like it's probably a little surreal and um, a little abstract, I think. And are, um, are there art influences that you you kind of look upon when you start to create something? Uh, I, I guess when I try to... When I create images, I try to stay away from um, like visual inspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are definitely like you know things uh, that I've learned, like like artists that I've read about and and things like that, like Kandinsky, where you know you get these ideas that um, like you want to focus on other things rather than um, maybe something that's very traditional, you know, and and maybe um, I think the idea of like pushing art in a different direction is something that always interests me. Like, so if a trend is a certain trend, then I, I think it's always challenging and fun to try to think of something different and something new, uh, if possible, you know? Um, so I think <clears throat> I guess my style, style has kind of varied. Um, but I think the thing that I like most is sort of just, uh, being interested in certain things and, drawing that into the work, like bringing that into the work. So um, uh, I might be interested in like a goofy looking way of drawing someone and I'll try to put that into the work. And um, I, I guess it's kind of hard to explain. Um, yeah, it's okay. No, it's interesting it's, to hear you talk yeah. about it. And I feel like your work kind of merges these two looks together often, like a digital rendering with sort of like a painter, painterly organic paintbrush feel. Mm-hmm. Um, why, why do you combine those two elements together? I, I guess I try, I like to combine them together because sometimes there's elements of digital work that is, um, that is kind of, um, it kind of puts people off, you know? And I think, um, I think these elements of, of, um, bringing different elements together and creating something that uh like pretty is something that i've always been sort of interested in especially like elements that are like uh, you wouldn't really like you don't really you're not really drawn towards you know i think that a lot of times like digital mark making can be so cold and um and i like to try to figure out how to sort of put that into the work in in sort of like more of an appealing way hmm uh, what what are some tools? I mean, at the same time, you do use digital rendering tools for your work, but it doesn't seem to look very digital. I, I guess that makes sense to what you're talking about right now. But what are what are some of the tools you mm-hmm. would use to start creating a work? Um, I use anything uh, like Photoshop, um, Cinema 4D, uh, and like anything. Like I, th- I think that's one thing that um, I enjoy um, the most is that all these tools are just tools. And, and it's really just like, um, it's like, they're all tools, they're all toys to play with. And you're just like pulling out, you know, the drawer and just deciding what, like what you want to use. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoy sort of like learning new processes and, um, and, and seeing, yeah, and seeing what I can do with it. I think it's, uh, I think the, 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 the cool thing about digital tools is that, um, there is kind of, there is a freedom to it. That's like that 
you can basically do anything with digital tools. You know, it's 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 kind of just um, yeah. It, I think that that's what's really interesting. You're you're kind of free to explore without like historical like um, references or things that kind of uh, limit your your like how much you can explore with the medium. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm thinking about when I'm constructing something in Photoshop. I wonder if those tools also sometimes guide it in a way <laughs> too much, you know, like mm -hmm. the fact that I can undo something instantly or the fact that I know that I can use a certain kind of uh, layer system or adjustment layer, uh, but it's within this construct of Photoshop. Sometimes, I, I don't know, do you ever feel restricted by that? Or do you feel like it just provides access to artists to kind of make something, whatever they want to make? I think it, it, it provides more access than restriction. And I think, um, I think if anything, for traditional tools, I just feel so restricted. I think that there is such a, um, there's like a vid visual sort of like rule to like uh, what makes an, an image good, like what makes a drawing good and, and, you know, what these tools are sort of capable of. And, and really with like the digital medium, you can do anything like, um, you know, um, you can create like super like unrepresentational worlds, you know, and, and, but it's just like, you know, I think that a lot of the work that you see is, is, more literal just because uh, more people sort of understand that but mm -hmm. you you really aren't limited you know you really can do anything you know um you, you know uh the color even like something as simple as that like color saturation you know um with with painting you know you have to use specific types of paint to like achieve that but you know digital stuff you know it's like almost limitless Maybe we can take uh, one of your pieces I'm looking at it right now this piece about borders mm -hmm. uh, that you did for the mm -hmm. New Yorker uh, maybe you can mm -hmm. talk a little bit about the process of creating this. So, I mean, the, you know, it's always fun to describe an artwork, a visual artwork over a podcast. <laughs> but um, from looking at it, I see two figures, two humans um, separated by this mm -hmm. big splash of paint. And they're standing on sort of a mm -hmm. cutout uh, environment made out of, it looks like trees, but sort of like a felt almost to the trees. Mm -hmm. And then there are these paint yeah. splotches everywhere as well. So tell me a little bit about mm -hmm. this piece. You get You get a pitch from The New Yorker. And it's a story about borders. And does your how does your mind translate that into this abstract surrealist image? Um, um, so, so previous to that image, I was I I did like some personal pieces like that were landscape based, and I, I and they were kind of based off of like um, my idea of like the obsession with like landscape painting and and how I could sort of try to mess that up, you know, and like bring in new elements and, and sort of change, change like the perspective on that. Um, so I had done this landscape previously where it was like a digital landscape with, uh, a bunch of traditional paint marks on it and, and merging those together. Um, uh, because like, I, I think that even painting, like if I had photo, like rendered that, that sort of landscape in oil paint and applied the paint like that, it, it still wouldn't have the same, uh, feeling to it you know like the the something about the 3d rendering is it like mimics like photography in a way mm -hmm. without you know actually taking photos so um i'd done something like that and and um i'm not sure if the art director saw that but i got contacted by the new yorker and they they asked me about this um the border thing and right away i was like i want to do something like that that i did in my personal work and i want to do it and i want to get it published you know so um, I did a few sketches and, you know, they varied, you know, they weren't all just like this abstract landscape. 
Um, and, and luckily, you know, she went for it and she was like, yeah, this one sounds good. And, um, when you're doing a sketch like that, what, what do you mean by sketches? Like you're actually doing hand drawn sketches or are you sketching it out yeah. using digital tools? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm using like a, you know, uh, an, an iPad sketching tool, but, but I'm, I'm just drawing them and my sketches are pretty terrible looking, but, but, you know, I think that you get the point across, but, um, yeah, so I just draw like a very simple sort of like outline of what, what the image is. And, and I think that they're just interested in, does it work with the concept? And, um, and yeah, I think that the, there's a little bit of freedom, I think that I get, um, uh, or clients know that maybe, uh, the work can be slightly weirder, which I think I'm, I'm, you know, grateful of, cause it's always fun to like do something a little strange. Um, yeah, so they, they sort of went with that one. And for me, it was, um, it was sort of balancing out now to, um, to sort of go with what the concept was and also make an image that, uh, that was like appealing to me is the is the grass in borders computer generated or is that drawn yeah. that is computer generated no, it's, yeah computer generated yeah and so you start and with that, that big grass chunk and then where are the yeah. figure where do the figures come from because you seem to have a lot of these same figures in your work these sort of skinny uh human beings yeah. that almost seem like um models or, or like not models yeah, like yeah. you know <laughs> fashion models but like almost yeah. like action figures or something yeah, um, those were de- definitely modeled too. I, I uh, you know, it's a very simple process, and I, I think um, uh, before making sort of like three D models of these people, like I always kind of distorted the figure because, um, for the most part, I'm, I'm not really that into like figure figurative art. Even though there's figures in my work, like mo- for the most part, it's it's to fulfill the sort of the concept of what's going on. Um, so I've always tried to like deform them in a way or like make them sort of strange in a way um so that's why they, they're shaped sort of uh like they are kind of more simplified um and so yeah I, I basically modeled all that stuff out and then and then um thought about how i can also bring in these like painted elements and 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 have them sort of represent like abstracted clouds and like and like have them represent the border and and um other elements well, there's one of these big paint, painted elements in the middle of the piece. Um, it's like this giant, colorful splash. And so that yeah. that paint, is is that generated by a computer too? Or are you actually painting on a print afterwards? No, that's just painted. Yeah. Oh, so you're painting, you're physically painting. So you print out <laughs> the computer-generated image and then you paint on top of it? No, I, I do something even more bootleg. I paint it. And then I take a picture of it and then I just <laughs> crop it. So then you digitize the paint and then put it back <laughs> yeah, into the digital yeah, world. So yeah, it goes from like yeah. digital to physical to digital again. Yeah. And then it yeah. ends up in a, in a magazine. Uh, yeah. Why, yeah. why is that? I mean, I guess I know you have to end up with a, a digital copy to send to the magazine, but do you ever show these works as artworks with paint, actual paint on them? No, because I, I, I there's this weird thing that I have with them. Um, I, I think the more truthful thing is that they are digital products. They're like made, not, not products as in products, but they are, they're produced digitally. So they, the most honest form of them is a digital form, you know, um, you know, although, you know, it's not as accepted in, in like, like, uh, a sort of art market thing, but like they, they are what they are, you know, they're, they're, um, 
yeah, so I just, I don't really think about it like, oh, I'm going to print this thing out and then paint this thing on top of it. Like, to me, I, th- I think the more honest thing is to lean into it and then like totally digitize it and, and, and see what sort of like comes out of that, you know, because it's, it's this weird, uh, it's a, it's a weird process thing, but it, I, I feel like it could come out like with some really cool sort of, um, uh, the, the end product could be really cool. Are they collages then in a way? Yeah, they, they kind of are. Yeah. Huh. Uh, it's funny cause I never would have thought that this paint had been photographed and then collaged back in, but it, it makes sense when I think about it that way. Uh, uh it's really interesting. Yeah. Why, why is it yeah, important also, to be so truthful about your work? I mean, it's interesting that you, you've kind of mentioned honesty and truth when it comes to collage and when it comes to fabricating this paint. Why is that important to you? Um, because I, I think that, you know, for me, I've always felt like honest work is 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 always the best. Like, I think, like, when you get a sense of um, the artist creating something and and uh I, sometimes I, I think that you can tell what what an artist is going for and and what they're thinking during the process of their work and and it's always appealed to me when you can look at someone's work and um, you just know that they're sort of engaged in their work in a way that's maybe trying to um, find something more about them or or you know it's less about other people and sort of more about like uh, growth and 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 exploring something do you ever get a proposal or an idea that you reject because you don't want to work with a prompt a specific prompt um i get i get i like usually reject things because of just time time based stuff um uh usually like if if it's i mean if it's something like uh i don't know i I haven't really been approached to something that's really sort of insulting or uh or weird writing um, about things that I don't want to do. Uh, it's just mostly been like, uh, I might just not have enough time to do it. But I, I do like doing different types of projects because I think it makes, it just, it's a lot of fun for me to try to uh, tackle, tackle those things, you know? Is there a specific thing you don't like drawing? So if someone's listening and they want to commission, <laughs> commission you for something, they'll stay away from this particular topic? No, I think I, I like the challenges. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'd like to do anything, but I wouldn't want to do it in in like a traditional way. So if it's like uh, probably something that I like like least is like doing a portraiture of someone or something like that. But if they let me do it in like my own way, then I would love to do it. Like if it's if they're open with to like something weird being that come, I would love to do it. What's your setup like when you're drawing? Are you are you in a studio space? Are you drawing at home? Um... You know, obviously you're working with a computer primarily. So are you just kind of mm-hmm. hunched over the computer? Are you listening to music or what's it, what's it like in your studio? Um, I do have enough space. I have a studio space and um, I, even though I work with a computer, I actually have a lot of tools. It's like, uh, I have like airbrushes. Um, I have like a stencil machine. I have, uh, I have like, I have every, like all the traditional like tools. I have actually more than a lot of my friends that work traditionally. So it's kind of funny. But, uh, but yeah, like I, I usually paint in one section and then, you know, uh, do the digital work in another. And, um, yeah, I do have my own separate space. And are you like a a night owl? You're working in the middle of the night or are you working in the mornings usually? Um, when I used to live in LA, I work all night and, and strange hours. But since I've moved to New York, I've gone so much better. Like, uh, 
I have pretty set hours. Um, sometimes, you know, you have to work late to get things done, but, um, but my, I think my hours are pretty good. Yeah. Like usually it's supposed to be the other way like around, John. Even, it's supposed to, when you come to New York, you're yeah. supposed to be out all night and uh, <laughs> yeah. take it easy yeah, in yeah, LA. Yeah. But uh, let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's talk about one of your other pieces. This is called Sky is Falling. Um, and uh-huh. it looks like a giant paint cloud is sort of attacking uh, a solitary figure. Uh, what was the prompt yeah. behind this piece? So um, that one was about like 5G like technology. So. So it was about how um, it was about how that's like going to shake up the world or something. And and the cool thing about that was um, the art director had seen the New Yorker piece and was like, I think it'd be really cool if you did something, you know, along the same sort of like visual sort of look. And I was like totally down with it. And it was cool to like, you know, um, again, do the same sort of process and and uh make it even messier i guess and that one was created also by taking a photo of a paint splash yeah and collaging yeah. it back in yeah but you seem like you yeah. have other styles too like this piece called co-energy um which doesn't yeah. have any real paint i don't see this one seems more like yeah. uh these crazy attacking lines like electric lines yeah um what do you yeah. d- do you distinguish between these two styles or do you see them all as sort of just part of your visual vocabulary um, I think of them as my own, like, you know, visual vocabulary. Um, but I think, you know, all the paint stuff is kind of like newer stuff. Um, and I think that sort of growing is, is always a fun thing. I think, um, uh, like being sort of like, I, I think that there's a lot of people that are limited by like a style and look. And, uh, I think that's one thing that I, you know, always liked about Gerhard Richter's work when I was in, in school was that he could do these two polar opposite styles of work and they were both you know they're still his work and i I, th- I thought that that was like super cool and amazing and inspiring and and for me it's it's been that i i don't want to be that person that's like oh they sketch with like a you know uh a, a ink brush or like a you know like a a pencil you know they're like a pencil renderer you know like i think for me it's always been like Oh no, I would love to just be known as someone that does their work. And um and because of that, I think, you know, there there are times where the styles are very varied. Do you think that there's a place in sort of the traditional art market for this kind of digital painting? Or have you faced stigmas because you only work digitally? I think you mentioned that a little bit, but I'd like to dive more into that idea. Um I don't know enough about the art market, but I do think it's like I do you think right now it seems like there there is that stigma? But I, I don't think that that can happen forever. You know, like there's so much change going on. And um, so I feel like so many artists out there, they're, they're doing a lot of like sort of um, comp work on the computer and or a lot of sort of like digital sort of uh, looks are inspiring the, their their work. You know, um, cause there's sometimes when I look at a painting and I'm like, that that's definitely comped on, on a computer and, and, you know, they're, they're making a painting based off that. Um, and I think for me, it's always been kind of funny because I, I feel like in some way that, you know, the, the artist is then a human printer, you know, and <laughs> wait, so they're taking like an image know? they find and then, uh, sort of comping it or previewing it through some sort of digital means and yeah. therefore they paint it. 
Yeah, or they're painting it off the you know, ad or something. You know, the reference is on. You know, and, you know, maybe like I'm not saying like everyone, but I'm sure that there are people that have like comp their work on Photoshop and and then they're using that to paint and and um and for me that I you know I I think that's like you know it's one step away from just like at a certain point like people being okay with just like pure purely digital work. Yeah, I mean, I don't see any problem. I mean, I guess I'm a digital artist, so why yeah. would I? <laughs> yeah. But I think there's yeah. going to be more and more venues. And you, you know, you you market your work online quite a bit too, or not market, but you display your work online. Um, and mm-hmm. your your but your work always ends up in print. So it's interesting that you do create in digital, but it ends up on a paper form of some kind. Um, have yeah, you? Yeah. Have you created anything that's purely digital? Like worked with? Uh, well, I guess we worked together that time yeah. <laughs> on the residency. Yeah. We met at an AR yeah, residency. Yeah. How was it working in AR in augmented reality for you? I I thought it was amazing. I thought it was super fun. And um, again, I think you know it's it's like th- there you have a medium that you can do anything with. Like uh, you you know um, you can create it, your own type of physics and do all this stuff. But it's I I think that the funny thing is uh, that the sort of um, you know, I think like uh, the AR, a- AR and like video game world is funny because it's like you're building these worlds that are sort of like um, set with the same rules that we live with. And I think it's like a funny thing because you really could do anything. You know, you can you um, you know the the trees don't have to look like that. You know the you know the the bugs don't have to look like that. You know these things don't have to sort of work the way that they do in our in our real world. But uh, there's so much focus on imitating that you know within this digital sort of ruleless you know blank sheet so why i think you, that that's kind of why do you think that is why do you think we're trying to represent trees as trees a lot of the time in vr or ar uh i mean i i think it's just you know again it's it's probably just so that whoever's experiencing it is more familiar with what they're uh it, the world that they're in but um but I also think it's just, I think it's kind of funny too, because I just think that there's so much room to make something that is like impossible to make in real, in, in real life, you know? Yeah. I mean, some of your pieces were like that, uh, you know, you had one with the <laughs> swimming pool on the top of your building and you could dive inside and find a whole nother world inside the swimming pool, uh, which I thought was great. What was it like translating your yeah, work? No, like some of these 2D trees. I mean, your trees look totally different. <laughs> I'm looking at a piece of yours right now. Yeah. The trees are like paint blobs. What was it like to move, <laughs> you know, the, the work from inside of your mind and, and on these sort of flat surfaces into an augmented reality space? Uh, I thought it was, uh, I mean, I just thought it was really freeing and fun. Um, you know, there was always like limitations with um, how well you can sort of model and sculpt these things that you want to do. Um, but I also thought like, you know, that, that was such a great experience because I think learning about like doing that with you and learning the things that you could do by coding the things was like so interesting and, and cool too, because there were a lot of things that, uh, like just like a lot of weird, cool, like you did that sound experiment thing. And I thought that that was super cool and like how you could use sound, you know, and, uh, for me, you know, so much of the stuff had been like thinking visually, you know, like purely visually. But once you start thinking about like the, like the whole picture and like world building and in like a sort of big picture sort of way, like it's, 
it was all really interesting and I, I i thought it was great like um nothing's more fun for me than like picking something up that's new and 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 messing around with it yeah we were kind of working an insane amount for that residency too i mean we were making an ar piece yeah. every week and yeah. uh you kept, yeah. you definitely kept me sane during that process john so thank you for that <laughs> as well no I, no 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 it was it was yeah it was awesome uh have you still have you experimented more with ar after that residency ended or was that sort of the end for you at that that time i i would love to do more but i i really i haven't been able to so far but um that that sort of residency did help me with um with uh um learning sort of like with modeling more and stuff like that and i think that that was really helpful so are you working with more complex models now in your in your work um i think i've gotten better at it i think i under, understand things better so when i did the residency i think uh that had been maybe like a few months like like a few months before that i had like picked up cinema 4d so um there's still a lot to learn but i again it's it, it was super fun to like like learn in sort of like a uh a situation that's like high pressure like, like that or like you know the dead the, the deadlines are kind of short yeah sometimes having those constraints is super helpful i find even if you just have to produce something every week no matter how good it is just to have to generate a piece and then you can reflect yeah. on what you learn from it yeah all right i've got yeah. kind of a cheesy question for you um mm -hmm. <laughs> if you were to meet like the young john han today uh in high school doesn't know what he wants to do feels a little lost what would be the advice that you would give him maybe this applies to giving advice to other artists too that might be in that position i i think i would say just um you know trust yourself you know trust yourself and 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 um and i don't i i, I don't know i guess i would just say trust yourself and and um try to use your experiences for your work you know yeah that makes sense uh, I appreciate your honesty and your enthusiasm about making work. I think it's it's actually kind of rare to find an artist that's so authentic sometimes. <laughs> uh, maybe not so much in the digital art world, but in the fine art world, I think. Is people seem to be mm -hmm. very jaded a lot of the time. Um, mm -hmm. And I like on your Instagram, it's it, what's the tagline there? It says, like, I just want to uh, make you laugh or make, oh, yeah. you, make you smile. Make you happy. Make yes. you happy, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that's great. All right. Before we close here, I have some rapid fire questions for you. We do this every week on State of the Art. It's basically just okay. to, to be the first thing that pops into your mind. Uh, okay. So, John Hahn, uh, what's your guilty pleasure movie? Ooh, shoot. Robocop. <laughs> the, the first Robocop, <laughs> I assume. Yeah, the first Robocop. Do you, why, why Robocop? What is it about Robocop that uh, you love so much? It's, it's like the movie that I probably want the most in my life. You know, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it, me and my sister used to watch that all the time. It's it's kind of crazy how because it's super violent, right? But, um, but yeah, it's an odd yeah, movie for kids to be time. watching. Uh, would you rather yeah. go bowling every day for a week or sing karaoke every day for a week? Sing karaoke. And do you have a particular Easy. karaoke song that you uh, love? No, I don't. But I, I would rather do that. Like, I, it's so much fun. Those yeah. are two things that like tip somehow identify LA to me is bowling and karaoke. That's what I do every time I go back to LA. Um, when was the last yeah. time you were surprised? Oh, probably like uh, yesterday. Yeah. I, I, I get surprised all the time. I think that that's like one of the, 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 that sort of feeling of being surprised and, and learning something new is like always a great experience. What happened yesterday? Oh, I can't, I can't remember, but I'm pretty sure I'm surprised. <laughs> I don't like, I, I think I get surprised so much that it's not even like a, a thing that's like you know like 
um, something that I like really, really remember. I think, you know, pe- like people surprise me all the time. Uh, last question here for you. Uh, what is the one meal you'd want to eat every day if you could only pick one meal uh, for the rest of your life? Chicken strips. Chicken Easy. <laughs> from where? <laughs> uh, from this place near my uh, where I grew up called uh, Fantastic Cafe. Like, All right, Fantastic Cafe place. Chicken Strips. Check it out if you're uh, ever in, near LA, I guess. <laughs> it's funny. That's the question that everybody knows right away. Everyone's just like, oh, this, of course, it's going to be this one thing. Uh, everything else people are a little yeah. unsure of. But yeah, everyone's got a chicken strips for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken strips are amazing. Sean, thanks so much for being on the podcast. How do people find your work so we can all go check out your illustrations? Uh, you can find me at uh, John W.R. Hahn uh, on Instagram and Twitter and uh, my website, john-hahn.com. All right. We'll put up a link to that in the description for this podcast. Thanks for joining me and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, John. Yeah. See you later, you. Thanks for listening to another episode of State of the Art. I'm Gabe BC. Uh, you can always follow me at Gabe BC. Uh, if you have any ideas or suggestions or comments you want to relay to us, you can send me an email at Gabe at thestateoftheart.org. Uh, we're happy to read some questions on the air or uh, communicate directly with you through social media at State of the Art on Twitter and Instagram. State of the Art is an at art production originally created by Ethan Appleby. Uh, Wesson Stevens is our audio engineer extraordinaire and Vanessa Wilson is our producer. And I hope that they're all doing well and uh, I've been communicating with them a little bit and they seem like they're safe and healthy. And I hope our audience is also uh, doing well and staying indoors and being safe. So we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks.